Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, Lake Ridge Health starting to uh, hand out the vaccines. And we had our, our first uh, person get their shot, a personal support worker at Sunnycrest Nursing Home named Deborah Carlion, I believe is her name. And uh, I reached out to Deborah to try to see if I could buy her vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Slip her a little something, something. <laughs> Bump the line. That's right. But uh, no go. So uh, Deborah's got it in her arm, as will other PSW workers, as it is the plan to roll out in the first go around with the vaccine. Good. Yeah. Frontline yeah. uh, front workers, the ones who've been uh, dealing with cases in front of them. Yeah. And, and up close, uh, certainly need that. I find it interesting watching, uh, like, video of the, the trucks leaving the plants and mm. Moderna and Pfizer under police escort. You think, well, yeah, if someone knocked off one of those trucks. Sure. I mean, the Pfizer one's a little difficult. <laughs> you got to keep it at minus 70, uh, a, a little tougher to refrigerate that. But uh, but you know, certainly the Moderna one that doesn't have to be kept quite as cold. You think that I don't want to get my shot from a black market, but no, you'd no, no. think there'd be a lot of people who'd pay some serious cash for it. Certainly, you'd think, too, you'd be able to catch somebody pretty easy with the Pfizer one as they're running down the street with a backpack <laughs> of dry ice blowing out of them. A trail of smoke. Yeah, yeah. Boy, he's running really fast. Who, who stole the visor? I think that guy did. Well, actually, now that it is in Durham and with Lake Ridge Health, I mean, we've got connections with Dr. Tony Stone. Maybe right. we should put the word out there that uh, you and I need our shot, that we should get to move to the front of the line. You know, we're very important to the community of Durham, so. Uh, we're essential. There's a lot of essential people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe we should even have the uh, the needle come in here and we'll do it live on the air. I oh, would do yeah? That. I would do that, I think. You know what we do is we set up a video for all the non-believers. We set up a video where we get the shot and then we cut to, like, remember the thing when the explosion out of the guy's <laughs> gut came out of the animal with the teeth? That's what happens when you get the vaccine. <laughs> But no, listen, well, maybe next time we talk to Dr. Tony Stone, we'll put the word out to somebody that, uh, you know. When Craig the time like you need a shot. Yeah. Well, not when the time comes. Oh, like you, want it, you want it now. Oh, in front of the line. Important people need a shot. <laughs> I'm important. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, congratulations to uh, Deborah and uh, the good people at Sunnycrest Nursing Home in Whitby. Uh, they are one step to being safer now as their uh, their employees are getting the shot. Will you be doing a uh, turkey on uh, Christmas Day, Lucky? Uh, I think uh, we're doing just the like the turkey breast. Sure. Because it's just the four of us, right? Yeah. We did the, the full bird, and uh, it's always, uh, it's always a, a discussion around the event table about uh, what part of the turkey everybody wants. And okay. Most go for the white meat and the yeah. breast. Although, and because the belief is that, of course, the dark meat and the legs and the wings, uh, they taste better. But the the, uh, the belief is that there's more fat in it, of course, and so mm. you should avoid that. But research showing that, uh, of course, if you are uh, working out or doing any sort of exercise, then your body needs to store fat. And so eating the dark meat uh, would be helpful in that area. Also, more iron in the uh, dark meat. So there is some belief that the dark meat overall might be better for you oh. than the white meat. You, 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 it's leaner, of course, the white meat. You're not getting the fat. But, right. You know, also the bottom of the bird, when it's cooking, where all the drippings and everything go yes. to, that's, that's a real soup of fat and goodness in there. But, uh, yeah, so don't be too concerned about dipping in and having some of the, the leg, if that's what you like, and you're watching your diet. Are we really watching our diet on, on, on turkey dinner? I'm not watching my diet ever. <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to roll up 
the, 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 the breast and then wrap it in bacon that we're gonna in do? order to cook it. And then I'm going to drown it in gravy yeah. anyway. So if I think, you know, I'm getting the leaner part of the meat by taking the white meat mm-hmm. and then drowning it in gravy, likely, you know, killing off any benefits I was having. I'm one to go right to the uh, to the leg or the wings and, I mean, eat it all. Skin, oh, yeah. The whole thing. Now, Adrian bought some turkey wings the other day. And we did them up, yeah, and 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 just you know baked them like chicken wings, mm-hmm. and had them, and they're okay. Just it doesn't, it it's not enough fat, right. really, right? You know, a chicken wing is supposed to be really moist, juicy, and, mm-hmm. and the, the turkey wing was, although they're massive, not quite the same. Maybe better if you smoke them. I was hoping that this year I was going to get away with not having to have the uh, fish dinner on Christmas Eve, oh, because okay. of course we did our Christmas Eve. Uh, last Friday, right, and I went with a beef Wellington. I did the uh, went and got myself a nice Ooh, big. Did yeah, you really? It worked out really good. I got a nice big tenderloin. Yeah, you have to uh, teach me that one again. Wrapped, uh, yeah, well, which is very, actually it's not that difficult, and it's so flipping good because you just uh, you just uh, sear it a bit, salt and pepper, and sear it. Then you uh, baste it with a like a hot mustard. Yeah. Then you wrap it in uh, prosciutto, in prosciutto, and gorgonzola cheese and garlic. And then, uh, and then you wrap it in the uh, the pastry. Actually, you let it sit in the fridge for like 15, 20 minutes. You don't make your set. own pastry, though. You use the... Oh, store-bought pastry. Yeah. yeah. What do I look like? A baker? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so you uh, you wrap it up in the, with the gorgonzola cheese and the uh, the prosciutto and the garlic. And you let it... You wrap it up like a Tootsie Roll in, in saran wrap. And you stick it in the fridge for like 20 minutes. Then you take it out. And then you wrap it in the uh, pastry and you give it a um, uh, an egg wash right or actually you let it sit in the fridge again let that set then you bring it out then you do the egg wash and then it basically goes in the oven for like uh i think it's well, how i can't remember the time Love how you say it. it oh it's not that not that hard it it's, really it no, sounds ridiculous no it's really actually i did it for just the four of us and it was simple simple but i did it for like 25 of us yeah i did two big ones a few years ago so i was hoping that this christmas eve we just bypass it all, but Marie's like, no, we're going to have the fish. So I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. Why don't you but go for, I'm, like, lobster? Why don't you go full-on I seafood? I told you about the lobster. Oh, yeah. I, gotta, don't, I don't want to fight with it. You don't fight with your food. Well, the good thing is, too, it'll probably just be Marie and I anyhow. So I'll go out and get some really nice big fat scallops or yeah. something, and I'll do something. Uh, oh, that I would. Ooh, that sounds good. Scallops are tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are good. Well, they're good, too, when you, uh, when you fry them because they get the crusty outside, but then they're all nice and soft inside. Big jug of wine, and I'll try to get a Christmas Eve leg over. <laughs> Today is December 23rd, two days before Christmas, but also Festivus Day. It's one day I get to wear this shirt. Yes, I saw you uh-huh. bringing it in today. It's the only day I wear it. Yeah, well, and rightfully <laughs> so. And, you know, Festivus has become a much bigger deal since Seinfeld did it. Uh, every year, it seems that people more and more want to celebrate. What do you mean since Seinfeld did it? Well, since Seinfeld had the episode of yeah, Festivus, yeah. every year more and people are actually including it now. In their holiday funds, so right? Twenty third, they'll they'll get the pole, they'll have the the battle, strengths, and all of that <laughs> stuff that we learned from George. So funny. But it didn't. It it came from Seinfeld, but it actually came from a writer on Seinfeld whose dad actually conceived it back in nineteen sixty six. That's crazy. Yeah. So for some reason, whatever reason, I guess his dad, much like George, didn't like all the hype around Christmas, and so what he did was he picked December twenty third. To celebrate the anniversary of the meeting of his future wife, Deborah. Their first date was on uh, December 23rd. So there moving forward was uh, the Festivus Day. And he actually found the word. 
He, he, the father claimed in 1966 that he dreamed it up, that he came up with Festivus on his own. But it's actually a Latin word that means excellent, jovial, and lively. Huh. And they carried on with the, uh, the phrase, they actually attached the phrase, the rest of us. So Festivus for the rest of us. Because after the dad's uh, mom died in 1976, the rest of us are for the living as opposed to the dead. So it's all part of this family story. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was just like developed by Seinfeld for Seinfeld. No. Not that it was actually a family story for the writer. No, a guy but, named Daniel O'Keefe was an author, and his son Dan O'Keefe wrote on the show. Thinking about how <laughs> in the back rooms, like the writers' room of yeah. Seinfeld, how that story must have played out and come out, and then thinking, well, this is like perfect. For Frank Costanza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know if there was a better guy than Jerry Stiller to, to play that and tell that story. He was brilliant. So good. And all, all over social media today, you see it everywhere. Festivus, everybody's celebrating it. Really? It's become a thing. It's going to overtake Christmas. <laughs> well, there's a lot of places with aluminum poles that are, <laughs> aren't being used right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can get a lot of them. Get the pole out for something. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl's face. Everyone, <laughs> welcome newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. And now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. This year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Uh-oh. Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little out there. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble! This is the best Festivus ever! Who wants to go to the movies? Welcome to Rock Morning's Masterpiece Theater Christmas Edition. Here for your thespian pleasure and to share their seasonal gifts which come in the form of limited acting skills, Sir Craig of Venn and Sir Lucky of... Lucky, neither of whom have been knighted. Here now, Rock Morning's Masterpiece Theater, Christmas edition. Let's listen in. Now, yesterday, you were so good with your uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Right. That, and normally, you're not a guy who does impressions. No. You're the straight guy. Right. But we thought, moving forward, you're the impression guy now. I don't know about that. Oh, no, you're good. Well, <laughs> good. Loose. <laughs> well, there's no other guy here, no. so I guess it's me. No, and the guy that played this role in the movie is dead now, right. so we can't go get him. So you're going to do your best impersonation. 
I'm going to add a little, I think I'm going to talk a little lower. Okay. Because I think the guy that I'm playing is always kind of whispery. Okay. And we will present to you a Christmas movie. Lucky? Mr. Mystery Guest. Are you still there? (laughs) I wouldn't think of leaving, Hans, unless you want to open the front door. I'm afraid not. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child? Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne or Rambo or Marshall Dillon? Actually, I was always partial to Roy Rogers. I really dug those sequin shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother. That was deplorable. My chestnuts are both roasted and singed. Join us again, won't you? For yet more punishment. Rock Mornings Masterpiece Theater. Christmas edition on 94.9 The Rock. I ventured uh, west yesterday, outside of the uh, city limits of Oshawa. As we were wrapping up some Christmas shopping, there was a couple of things we needed that we had to go to Ajax and Pickering for. And uh, I went to the Pickering Town Center, and boy, oh boy, you got to see the difference. It's unbelievable. Like, I've been through the Oshawa Center shopping there over Christmas, and I've said from the beginning, it hasn't been bad. You know, the, the crowds aren't crazy in the mall. I was even there yesterday, again, at the Oshawa Center, and it was, again, not bad. It was all right. Uh, but making my way to the Pickering Town Center, Kingston Road, as you get through Ajax and keep moving more west towards the city, it was insane. Mm. So backed up. Now, you know, along Kingston Road, there, there's all the box stores and restaurants, and there's tons of stuff. But man, oh man, people were out and about. But I will say this. Uh, as I made my way through the Pickering Town Center, and I had to stop at another uh, box store in Ajax, and then we made our way uh, back to the Oshawa Center, I saw... Tons and tons and tons of people all over the place, roaming around, driving, walking, shopping, doing their thing. I saw everybody doing as they've been told, wearing masks, trying to social distance as best they can. And if this is what is needed to curb this, then everybody that I saw was doing what they're supposed to do. So I started thinking to myself, okay, if everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, why the lockdown? Well, and I realize it's because there are some people holding parties, and we've heard from Dr. Tony Stone that the the the, uh, the place you're going to most likely catch it is in a home. And so I started thinking, okay, I think really what might have to happen moving forward is if some dude decides to throw a party, then you got to find the poop out of him. Because I sense... That the dude that throws the party, when he's out in general public, he's doing as he's supposed to do. If he's going Christmas shopping, he's wearing his mask and social distancing. But for whatever reason, believes he can still throw a party in his own home. It's my home, I'll do what I want. So, you know, I just think that the, the, the disease is not spreading due to the shopping and the running around and all of that. It, it's due to the, the gatherings at, at homes or in storage lockers. Well, and this is where... You know, you really you got to send your hearts out to small business owners who have done everything that's been asked of mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're putting up the screens, they're putting down the signs, they're putting up the sanitizer, and they're putting people at the door to limit people in and, and making changes that are necessary, uh, and and still getting dinged with this shutdown and mm-hmm. the closures. Uh, and 
and you're right. It, I think the frustration is there when you hear about parties, a birthday party in York, mm-hmm. you know, where a, an infant gets it and like 11 of of the 13 people who were there end up with it. Mm-hmm. And one person gets fined out of it, 800 bucks. Like, how do you get, people are at the point now where they're screaming, if you're going to find people, yeah. find people. Because, you know, although the fines uh, make us feel better because mm-hmm. uh, at least someone's getting slapped for being stupid. Uh, the problem is, is that they've already done it. They've already spread it. Yep. By the time you find them, they've already been out and about after that mm-hmm. as well, right? And if they've done it once, and especially if you don't find them, I guess the problem is if they've done it the one time, it's like a speeding ticket, yeah. right? You get a speeding ticket, you'll probably slow down for a little bit before you start you know, speeding all over again the next day. Sure. Uh, if, you, uh, if you avoid that speeding ticket, you're not going to you're not going to curb your behavior at all. What what happens with these you know uh, speeding cameras that we have now? Well, we slow down where we know where they are, mm. and then we speed right up again as soon as we're out of that safety zone. And and that's what people are doing. We we take our precautions and we do the right thing or do the rule, follow the rules. And when we go into the stores, because that's what we're supposed to do, the second we get out, we're ripping them off, and some people are, are gathering too much. And that's where the question comes in about delaying these lockdowns until after Christmas. Mm. You know, understandably for the stores, I mean, they shut down on Christmas Eve anyway. But if you're not going to change the gathering limits and allow people to still get together, you're telling people you shouldn't get together, mm. but you're not really enacting the rule until Boxing Day, it's a little strange as to why you time that out. And with everything locked down, people in January and into February, because it's 28 days and it, it'll carry on perhaps after that, people will gather because it's be so bored. Wintertime is so boring to begin with. I think you're in some ways when locking things down, now you're forcing people to do something, anything, and gathering the one thing we don't want them to do is what they'll start doing. Well, and, and listen, I, I I appreciate from my, it's easy to talk about, go in there and find everybody. You can't imagine if you're a, a police officer or a bylaw officer on New Year's Eve and you mm-hmm. walk into a party with 100 people in it and you're on your own or with one partner. How yeah. are you going to stop everybody? Well, I guess you'd call backup for that type of thing, right? <laughs> is there enough? A lot of backup. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.